guys, welcome to Modified Lifestyle. This is your host, Randall Segu. And I'm Andrew Sudia. And we're going to be uh, talking about a bunch of topics today. Uh, we're going to go over car news. We're going to go over the special guest. We're going to answer some of you guys' questions that you guys submit on Instagram. And then we're going to talk about the meets for the upcoming week. All right, the first big car news um, for a lot of VW enthusiasts is that they actually ended up canceling one of their most popular models, the Golf and the sports wagons. So more specifically, that's the base Golf hatchback and the wagon. So they're still gonna be selling the GTI and Golf R in the next generation, which is great news for car enthusiasts because no one really buys the base Golf. Like they ended up actually selling in 2018, 16,000 GTIs and only 6,000 Golf hatchbacks. So it kind of explains itself why they're trying to do that. Especially in the U.S., where a lot of the people they don't really care about gasoline and stuff, even though the prices are really expensive right now. And in terms of actually modifying these cars, no one actually really modified base golfs. So in general, it we we really don't lose much from these cars. Yeah, it wouldn't really hurt the car community in any way if you are looking at a Volkswagen Golf. So the next news story we're going to talk about is the C8 Corvette being revealed in California. This is the highly anticipated mid-engine Corvette from Chevrolet, and it finally has a release date of July 18th. So the first look at one of these cars, it kind of looks like they're trying to turn their Corvette badge into kind of a supercar. Um, I'm not too big of a fan of this, personally. So that's all the news we have for this week. For our next segment, we're going to introduce our special guest, our good friend, Ammo. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, man. Uh... Glad to be here. So anyone that doesn't know Ammo, uh, he's actually one of our really good friends. He's kind of got into, he got me into cars pretty much. So yeah, Ammo's actually been with us from the very beginning. He's one of our founding members when we first started off in 2017. And he's watched us grow from a fairly small page to what we are now. Uh, yeah, so I've been here since the very beginning and uh, it's been a great journey uh with these guys uh growing as people and uh getting to know more people in the car community and uh you know uh, it's great to be where we are today yeah for those that don't actually know ammo he has a pretty dope car he's into like stance and stuff once you uh, explain what you kind of going for especially with your car and your build um so yeah so i have a 04 uh, lexus gs 430 and uh it's kind of like uh, i'm going for a VIP car, so it's on uh, coilovers, got like a motor delete pretty mm -hmm. much, and uh, got some Weds wheels that I'm um, trying to fit on the car, and... Um, they're huge wheels. Yeah, so they're uh, 19s, and uh, just trying to make everything good for the car season. Definitely. go. Definitely go check out his page, Ammo the Shooter. Um, He's uh, just making improvements over time, and it's definitely a build to follow if you're if into that stance culture. So you talked about your wheels and how you're trying to get them to fit on the car. How's that ordeal going for you right now? Um, so right now I'm uh, pretty limited by the uh, OEM arms. So I just got some uh, toe arms for the rear so I can um, throw some more camera in the rear and uh, tuck the wheels up a bit so I don't rub. And uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much how that's going. So what else do you have planned for the car this season? Um, so I just uh, uh, pieced together my, my, my uh, lip kit for the car and uh, be 
refinishing that for the car season and uh, just uh, cleaning up some things here and there like the paint and stuff like that. And uh, hopefully we should be ready for some big shows. I'm not really sure about that yet, but uh, yeah. Cool. We're very excited to see your car in its finished stage. So a, a lot of people have this conversation, but how, how low is low enough? Uh, I think that really depends from uh, person to person, you know, um, being uh, able to go fender the lip or tucking wheels and things like that. Um, it, it, it really depends on the car, how big it is, um, what type of wheel di uh, diameter is, is most optimal for that car. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of my GS, I think uh, 19s are the, are the way to go, but um, if you are running... 19s you'll be able to run like a body kit and not like completely destroy it driving around on your uh, coilovers and stuff like that so um how low is low enough i think that's totally, personal preference yeah personal preference definitely mm -hmm. i think it's limited to the car as well like your gs i've seen it with your wheels on it right now and it looks pretty good you're almost at french lit but you said you do have a lot more work to do on the car uh yeah so uh in the rear i'm basically Fender lip. Um, I do need some work on the other end, uh, as we, as uh, I do need to turn. So <laughs> I want to make sure uh, I have a decent turning radius. So it's just gotta work on that. So the real question is, do you rub? Uh, well, you could say that people who have like quote unquote good fitment don't rub. Um, but uh, right now I am not rubbing because. Uh, I, need, I do need to adjust the coilover height and uh, make sure everything is uh, balanced on, on uh, each side. Just one last question. Um, do you do everything yourself? Um, I try to do everything I can by myself. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit if, uh, if there's anything that's uh, something that's not my expertise or uh, something I don't have uh, a lot of knowledge in, I will uh, go to my uh, trusted mechanic or whatever. But uh, I do try to learn as much as I can and uh, do do the things by myself. Yeah, I definitely get that. I respect uh, DIYers way more than actually someone that takes them, their cars to a shop. Um, it's not because I'm trying to diss anyone that takes their cars to a shop. It's because, you know, the effort that goes into building these cars is really, really complicated. And when you actually do it yourself, you actually go through and appreciate your car even more than, you know, someone that you know, just takes it to a shop because everything's done for you, right? Yeah, and you also get that sense of pride that all the work is done yourself. Right, exactly. But I like that you also know your limits and that if something's not of your expertise, that it's okay to take it to a mechanic or a shop for them to do it and for a professional to actually work on your car. Uh, yeah, man, uh, thanks for the kind words. Uh, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I feel like uh, in this day and age, a lot of people don't have uh, time to do their their uh, own work and uh, in that case in a lot of cases um you know they have to go to a mechanic to uh get their stuff done and uh, i feel that like that's okay mm -hmm. uh just as uh as long as you uh get that point across when right. um, you're mm -hmm. describing your quote-unquote build you can say to other people um it's just uh makes things better for uh yeah it's just a friendly reminder that you know even though you kind of want to have the same passion as someone. It's it's just that you've kind of been through the experience, right? 
yeah get to that point yeah it's not just about doing the work yourself it's kind of the process right going through everything of course so for our next segment we're going to go through some of the questions that you guys submitted on our instagram page so the first question is your thoughts on current car scene and what you guys want to improve slash change uh i think a lot of the big problems that come from the current car scene right now is like it's not really organized um there's, there's a lot of big groups that uh don't really like uh, go out of the, their comfort zone to talk to other people. It's kind of right. like doing their own mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. Um, which is not an issue of, uh, like per se per person. It's just the persona that the car scene currently creates is uh, we have to keep close to like a certain amount of people rather than, you know, bring your passion out and talking to a bunch of people. Yeah, I think like in these days a lot of people just form smaller groups right and just stay within those groups rather than branching out to other people other car enthusiasts mm-hmm. that you know might have the same passion as them right so uh, that's one of the bigger issues is that a lot of these small groups then are you know creating their own thing so we're having like 10 meets in one weekend which yeah. is totally absurd like not everyone's gonna go to these meets but yet they're there you know it's i mean it, i guess pe- there's a place that people can actually enjoy their passion you know uh make friends and stuff but at the same time like who can go to all these this, every single meet over the weekend it's just not possible right uh yeah exactly <clears throat> uh once again i usually say it's uh it's more about qu- uh quality over quantity and uh in this case when you have uh this amount of uh, meets going on it's uh, really hard to get those uh, quality people and quality cars out yeah I totally agree with you like I, I see it like every weekend you know all these small car groups they're all hosting their own mini meets and like Ranjot said you know sometimes we have 10 meets in one day and it's not very efficient you know it's better to have one big meet where everyone can get together everyone can come mm-hmm. share their passion with each other yeah. rather than you know kind of segregate into smaller groups exactly uh, in, in terms of what we want to improve and change, um, I believe that uh, people should start to get out of their comfort zone and interact with more people, um, less hate towards uh, other crews or builds or, or um, uh, members of crews going to other meets and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just... Um, car people bonding over cars so I don't think right. you, should, you should take it that exactly. seriously yeah totally I agree with you like we've seen a lot of hate throughout the community with, between individuals and crews and it it doesn't really get to anything like at the end of the day we all just want to go to car meets you know? yeah enjoy it you don't really want to you know go to a car meet to beef with someone you know yeah it's not worth it like everyone just wants to share their passion together and you know sometimes that the hate and you know all the the crews and everything gets between that yeah and it really like is a downside of the current current community because like every single action that we actually take especially when we're at a car meet it you know people will react a certain way to that yeah you kind of have to think about like what exactly you want to do at these events the decisions you make especially at car meets yeah um, it could have its consequences very much yeah uh, one thing I think is very important is um, is listening to the people who actually organize the meets. Um, uh, I think a lot of people don't know that it's uh, more difficult than it looks in order to 
organize these, uh, I guess you say, larger scale events. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's very important to clean up after yourselves and uh, respect a lot. And um, I believe this will promote um, more meets and... Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of meets fall down or they stop hosting in general uh, because no one actually followed their rules. I think that's the biggest uh, thing that we can take away from this is we have to actually respect the host's um, rules. Yeah, it, it definitely plays a part in the meet. And like for us, like having experience hosting meets, you know, mm-hmm. we see all these things happen and it's not very easy to control other people's behavior. Right. And sometimes it really costs the community uh, a great, you know, car meet or a great location. Right. Uh, yeah, I feel like... Um, the culture around the uh, karma seems to change. Um, like, for example, in Japan, uh, a lot of the people who uh, attend the meet or the, or they're even um, volunteers who help organize the meet, um, at the end, they usually uh, mm-hmm. pick up their own garbage and right. help clean up the lot so that it's ready to go for uh, the common public or anyone mm-hmm. else who's going to use it. And like the the scene in Japan, it's like so much crazier, right? You don't have to actually worry about any you know BS going on in the community. You just do your own thing, build your car how you want it, and you don't have to worry about anyone else. And comparing our scene to you know Japan in general, we have it much more judgmental here. Everyone has their own take on what you should do with your car, but like at the end of the day, it should be you know you just doing your thing. And not worrying about anyone else's opinion. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like due to the uh, dominating society of Japan and the pressure that's on a uh, on a working person, uh, when they do let loose and try to have uh, a good time, uh, mm-hmm. they they don't really care about being uh, judgmental about other people because they don't have the luxury of doing so. Right, they work hard for their money, which is like. It's very, you know, it, it really correlates to our society too. But people, I think, here just like to judge based on what you drive. Yeah, I feel like people, like, I, I don't know how true this is, but I see some people, you know, they're building their cars mm-hmm. for other rather than themselves. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going for the clout. They want, you know, their yeah. car to be in shows. They want to win awards and all that stuff. Which isn't bad per se, but like when you're only building a car for the show i think that's where you draw the line right yeah definitely yeah yeah that was a very interesting topic um the next one is uh oni camber and your thoughts so ammo i'm i'm not too experienced in this dance department but what is oni camber uh so oni camber uh oni means uh demon in japanese so basically demon camber or demon stance per se it's definitely when you're running uh, double-digit uh, camber specifications, usually uh, minus 15 or mm-hmm. 20 degrees, and uh, you have a very low car, usually on mm-hmm. uh, coilovers. Uh, uh, bags are also included, but uh, definitely... It's mainly static. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of these cars are usually just static, and they're trying to prove a point uh, that they can go that low. Yeah, as low as possible is the definite goal right there so the second part of that question was actually will it ever be popular in the gta 
Um, we've seen a couple cars in the GTA, but I'm not really sure if it'll get as popular mm-hmm. in the GTA as it is in Japan. Uh, I feel like one of these main reasons is the uh, police presence is definitely more uh, yeah. aggressive in Ontario versus uh, Japan. I'm not. I'm Shout not New York. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm not 100 sh- sure, but it definitely feels like the um, s- the stance community and the police in Japan are definitely more with each other I say exactly and uh, definitely over here it's more uh, the police are out to get you so right they're trying to police us trying to you know stop us from doing stuff to our car that's not legal I'll, I'll admit it's some of the stuff is actually pretty dumb but in general I don't think it it won't get that popular here because first off we have really crappy roads oh yeah definitely in Toronto you know the roads aren't very uh, stance friendly. Uh, one of the reasons I believe it uh, that's the case is actually in Japan there's a lot of uh, tolls on their highways and things like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you pay a toll, that definitely goes towards the um, maintenance of their highways, which is why we see in a lot of pictures. Right. If, like, think about if they actually start implementing that here, though, right? Like our roads are total garbage, and like we're we're busting our like, wheels on that shit too right so uh yeah i feel like the one of the main reasons it works in japan is uh due to the fact that japan uh is such a small country compared to canada and uh um, there's a lot of other ways of of, uh, transportation that they can Mm -hmm. use whereas uh traveling by car over here is definitely the most efficient and uh easiest way to get around and especially when you when you throw tolls everywhere um, uh, people it can make are, it inefficient if anything yeah inefficiency mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people are going to be really mad that they right. have to pay to use the damn highway right and uh, going back to the the actual question will it get popular I do not believe so um, due to all these uh, factors uh, a lot of people are going to be you could say scared to do it or um, they don't really want to be pulled over mm-hmm. and uh, I think that really I feel it might start growing um, just because of you know everyone's trying to imitate Japanese culture all of a sudden so I think it might start growing in popularity especially in Canada I mean it's already like in the US it's already like you know spreading like a wildfire so uh, I think it might start growing again uh, exactly I mean all the trends that usually come over from North America are usually originate in Japan you know right. like exactly. stretching tires stance mm-hmm. underglow mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that stuff so uh, you never know it might come but at, at this point uh, I don't believe so so for our next question uh, what are your favorite and least favorite car mods I would say my favorite are coilovers it's because it, like it's such a simple thing to do to your car but it gives you the best look right so in my opinion you know the drop is what every car is missing and you know the wheel gap it just looks terrible. Yes. Uh, in my opinion, my favorite um, modification would definitely be wheels, aftermarket wheels. There's mm-hmm. a in is there's a crazy amount of uh, aftermarket wheels available. Right. Uh, new manufacturers are remaking old designs. It's it's really easy to get. Right. Old old discontinued wheels. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. In in my case, my 
Weds, Crans, Rapiers were uh, discontinued back in uh, 02, but, um, you know, I was able to get them. Yeah, just having the here. crazy amount of, you know, like, certain type of wheel, I think it definitely makes your car more unique. Exactly. Uh, wheels are so, such a unique modification. There's right. there's an endless amount of wheels out there, and uh, it's it's really hard to choose what you want and what you think will look great great on the car mm -hmm. yeah I, I totally agree with ammo there you know the wheels it drastically makes a difference mm -hmm. in the appearance of your car and it gives you uh, a platform to really express your personality on your car right right i think one of my least favorite modifications would be light bars um not that i hate them it's just why i think it, it it's only for certain cars you know right. like light bars yeah i think light bars work for uh, off-roading vehicles any SUVs really but you know when you see it on a car I don't think it really serves a purpose uh, I think light bars and if that includes underglow I guess underglow is cool though right it's completely different I mean it's still pretty useless like what we use like it just makes yeah. your car look cool at night yeah but, that, but, but, uh, but going back to like that's like a style thing i guess you could say yeah and um not every car is uh suitable for underglow mm -hmm. i think uh like andrew said it uh, uh only specific cars uh, will look nice with underglow mm -hmm. uh for vip cars for example uh, right. there's puddle lights mm -hmm. that are different from underglow that they usually suit the car so definitely yeah totally agree yeah, so one of my uh, least favorite car mods, I would say, are canards. I don't think it really serves a purpose in the stance community, and it really only looks nice on a very selected amount of cars. Yeah, I, I mean, canards are okay. Um, I, I agree, it doesn't really serve a purpose. I think it's just all about looks. It doesn't really have anything to do with actual functionality, in my opinion. Um, can't provide some sort of downforce. I don't know. Um, not an expert on in that topic personally. I think it's more uh, intended for racing, and you know, a lot of the stance guys they don't really race. You know, so it mm -hmm. doesn't serve a purpose in terms of racing. It's more of aesthetics, and it just doesn't work with some cars. Right. Definitely. Uh, I honestly don't really have something that I really don't like. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a pretty open guy. You know, like. Uh, there's a lot of different styles of cars mm -hmm. and uh, at the end of the day you know if if you do you and you like what you do i think that's that's all good that's true definitely i mean at the end of the day if you like what you're doing to your car hey who yeah, cares go for it yeah send it you know other people's opinions shouldn't uh influence your decisions okay so uh next question is thoughts on automotive photographers uh i think we need them um, yeah definitely. a lot of the world's car culture is expressed through pictures right and videos exactly so mm -hmm. uh the only reason we know of what's going on in other people's car culture is through social media and a lot of the social media posts are from car photographers yeah. they help capture what's going on in other parts of the world and i feel like that's really important mm -hmm. uh, shout out to all those connected exactly and uh i feel like it's really important to get to know what's happening in other places in the world uh, it's just good to know. Yeah. Yeah, and coming from a photographer's perspective, because I am an automotive photographer for Northside Whips, uh, I think it's uh, it, it has its own little community within the current community, and I think it's a really great way for other photographers to really learn 
photography and you know get to know mm-hmm. all these um car owners and all the car enthusiasts and about their builds and all that kind of stuff uh that being said uh photography is actually harder than it looks uh yeah. there's there's definitely a lot of work that's uh put in behind the scenes that a lot of people don't realize editing right editing mm-hmm. uh buying the camera equipment right software oh, yeah, definitely it, it's not an um a cheap hobby or career that you know some people may think you know cameras aren't expensive lenses aren't expensive you know right. time invested into attending these meets editing photos and all that kind of stuff you know it's not an easy job or hobby for some people right exactly yeah definitely shout out to all the automotive photographers out there you know without them we wouldn't have a way to actually show off our rides in the first place so you know shout out to them um, so we're going to move on to the next question. Uh, most accurate slash least accurate car community stereotype. So I think the biggest stereotype uh, for me is that a lot of people think that getting into cars is just racing per se. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Just the other day, actually, uh, I was at a stoplight and uh, a modified car owner, you could say pulled up next to me and uh, looked at me like he wanted to race and uh, in my head I was thinking like do you do you, like did he look at my car do you think yeah. I'm gonna race like yeah it's, it's a low? static car you know it's not yeah. meant for racing yeah. I mean you could say that like drifters kind of adopt to that style as well but at the like I think people have next misconception that everyone that's into cars wants to just race you yeah, definitely. I agree. And I think this goes like hand in hand with the the local police force as well. You know, right. a lot of people think that or a lot of cops think mm-hmm. that, you know, car guys are racers, you know, right. they call it street racers. You know, mm-hmm. you hear it on the news all the time. Yeah. And, you know, people get pulled over, you know, they get their cars impounded for allegedly street racing, which is not really true for most people. Getting muffler tickets and stuff, too. Right. It's like, what can you do? Right. It's just a misconception. I mean, we want our cars to sound, you know, pretty cool, I would say. That's why we delete our mufflers. They just, I don't know, ruin the party, I guess. And yeah, uh, once again, I think that's a massive culture difference. Uh, Over here, uh, being different uh, is uh, bad, per se. And um, a lot of that is a misconception because Mm -hmm. not every modified car owner is a street racer. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. A lot of people are into, you know, show cars and stuff right now. And I think a lot of the cops don't really have the knowledge to actually enforce some of the laws. Like, especially with cars that have wide bodies. They think that, you know, it's just for racing. But really, it's, some of the cars are really there for show. You know, who can go the widest with craziest wheels on it, right? Yeah, I agree. I think like most of the people out there, you know, they're building the cars just for aesthetics. You know, they're going, they're not going for racing. You know, they're not doing all this illegal street racing that like you see publicized everywhere. I mean, obviously there's, there can, there's obviously like a mix of both, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what, what the person likes in their car. Yeah. And with that being said, we're going to get into our next question, which is thoughts on TO takeovers. Uh, I feel like this is the most controversial question yet. Yeah. Uh, TO Takeovers uh, started, I believe, last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, early last year. Early last year. And uh, I, I personally don't think this is good for our 
community, you could say. It says their opinions, obviously. Yeah, it's just it's just attracting unwanted attention. Uh, a, a lot of people don't want to attract attention when they go out, and right. this is uh, just unnecessarily attracting that attention for for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's definitely a step in the wrong direction. You know, we're trying to keep the car community clean, and with TO takeovers out there, you know, it's not really helping the cause. I mean, it's not. Everyone knows there's runs happening, right? That's the thing. Like, we all know it's happening, but the issue, I think, is that they're trying to bring it, like, the California style, right? Yeah, I think they're, they're trying to go mainstream with the T.O. Takeover. Right. It, it, like, if you want to send it, go go behind a warehouse or something, right? Just do your thing there um, with bringing it to an intersection or stuff like that. Like, it's kind of risking people's lives. Yeah, not only is it, like, you know illegal but it's also very unsafe for that matter yeah and i also think that it's uh dis- disrupting our connection with the police right now right because um, they 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 primarily you know especially with mto cracking down on like yeah it's really pushing them to you know crack down on small stuff like exhaust tickets f- no license plate in the front you know that kind of stuff it's very small but i think they're just trying to enforce it more um we can't really do much about it because you know we're just normal people and plus uh when we're ruining our com- our connections with the police with these takeovers a lot of these uh uh dumb laws in my opinion are usually up to the officer's discretion so depending right. on how you mm-hmm. act with them and uh depending on the whole situation they can escalate it to whatever they believe is right. necessary right, 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 right. so uh, if we if we damage our connections with the police this will only get worse and they will start mm-hmm. taking everything that they see which is bad which is actually what happened in california right like yeah definitely and we do not want that to happen you know we got to protect what we have right now and with teal takeovers you know occurring Actually, I don't know how often it occurs, but even though, you know, people are still doing takeovers, it's not really helping, right. you know, well, our reputation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's happening, like, in behind warehouses now. I guess they kind of learned from what they were doing, um, which is a good thing. But again, like, let's try to keep this off the streets. If you want to send it, go behind a warehouse. You know, even better, like, just go to a track. You know, you, there's drifting events that right, happen in right. the summer all the time. You Always know, keep it on the track. Yeah, there's yeah. drag strips. You know, you can go there, take your car, and, you know, race in a safe manner. Like I say, there's a time and place for everything, and the streets are definitely not that. Yeah, and you, that being said, we didn't. Uh, next thing we need are the police making new laws aimed at the car community in order to stop the takeovers because there's already so many laws that uh, we are dealing with yeah especially when the street racing division is at every car show not even like you know one of those drift events they're at a car show which has nothing to do with racing in any means but they're standing outside and giving out tickets to anyone that's entering right which is kind of messed up but yeah uh, we just want to thank everyone for asking questions again if you guys have anything that we can discuss you know any topics that you want us to go over Definitely hit us up, northsidewhips at gmail.com or on Instagram at northsidewhips. So for our next segment, we're going to be talking about the meets coming up 
uh, this week. Mm-hmm. The first meet is actually happening at the exact same time that this is going to be released, and hopefully you're already there. But if not, uh, Cars and Coffee is on May 5th, so get up early and go there because it starts at 8 a.m., and hopefully you can see some cool cars and uh, get some coffee as well. Okay, so the next meet that's happening is BMW True North, and this is also happening the same day the podcast goes up on May 5th. Uh, I think I believe it's happening at BMW in Markham. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are in the area, definitely go check out BMW True North. The next one is actually very well known, and a lot of people go to this one. Strata season opener, May 8th. If you're not here, you are definitely missing out. Yeah, so this event is happening at the Universal Event Space in Woodbridge. And I believe rolling starts at 7 p.m. So if you guys, you know, if you're not doing anything uh, Wednesday night, definitely go check it out. It's a meet you do not want to miss. And the next meet uh, is pretty hyped up. Uh, It's already got over a thousand people interested on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And that is NFCS. Your bootleg H2I, I guess you could say. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, that is from uh, May 10th to 12th. And that will be happening on the Niagara Strip. And uh, good thing about the good thing about the Niagara Strip is if you get pulled over by MTO, there's Niagara <laughs> River to jump into. So right. there you go. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, NFCS is Niagara Falls Car Show. And I believe it's the first one of its kind happening in Niagara Falls. So if you guys are in the area... Or if you want to do a nice road trip down to Niagara Falls for the weekend, definitely check it out. We will definitely try to be there. It's definitely going to be a pretty nice turnout. So the last big event that's going to be happening in the next week is Driven, May 11th. And the interesting thing about Driven is uh, we actually have some special guests that are going to be present there. Um, First off, we got Akira Nakai-san who uh, the owner of RWB is going to be there. And we got Ken Muir, the creator of the Rocket Bunny, uh, Rocket Bunny brand. And he is going to be there. And then we got the Illuminate Gang, a group of YouTubers that are going to come all the way down from Cali. Mm-hmm. And we got the Lost Royalty crew, uh, which includes uh, Birdie, uh, Derpy FRS, and all those guys coming over from Calgary. Yeah, so this event is happening May 11th, as we said before. It is from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Toronto Congress Center. If you guys want to buy tickets, you can check out their website, drivenshow.ca. Yeah, so that's all the meets coming up for this week. Definitely come check us out next week as we give you guys a full recap of all the the events that we attended. Yeah, that's the end of our show. We just want to thank you again. Um, If anyone has a company that they want to promote on our show, definitely get in touch with us. We would definitely want to work with some uh, local businesses that want to, you know, get their word out. So in the future, we plan to have a uh, promotional segment where we could feature some of our uh, local businesses and brands in our podcast to help get the word out, as well as help you guys with your business or brand if you have anything like that. Mm-hmm. And definitely give you guys, the consumers, something that, you know, you can use yeah, we want to give our viewers something back from the podcast. So, you know, if right. you, if you want to promote your brand, business, anything like that, definitely hit us up and we could uh, hook you guys up. And obviously, thank you guys for joining us in our first ever podcast. We definitely appreciate you guys for listening to it. Huge shout out to Ammo for joining us this week. 
Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a cool experience, and uh, hopefully I can be back again. Yeah, definitely. And like Randall said, we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. If you guys would like to share with your friends, definitely do so. We greatly appreciate that. Yeah, join us next week again, and we'll try to entertain you guys. Yeah.